0: and DeMar Hamlin is into the ballgame. So will be his first snap as part of the defense for the Buffalo Bills. Since the cardiac arrest this past January, on January 2nd in Cincinnati, he's played a couple of games on special teams, including tonight, but he's in there on defense. First down, Denver. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: Jump up with the call last night, like great human moment last night. Tamar Hamlin taking snaps on defense Made a tackle. for the for the and, and the I mean it's like pretty like it, it is it is honestly like like we can like Think he shouldn't win Comeback Player of the Year, but still be very happy for him. Like, very happy for him and his family. Like, a very, very cool, like, human story. Like, absolutely love it. Uh, We'll talk about Comeback Player of the Year coming up here in just a moment. We'll get to Lochmas as well. But I want to remind our live audience, 20 minutes from now, we'll be on Stadium. And we'll be joined by our pal Mike Yam, the host of Total Access on the NFL Network. Looking forward to Mike Yam joining the show. Dallin Cuff from ESPN still to come. Breaking down, like, a loaded slate tonight in college basketball. We're looking forward to that. Jason Sobel golf bets as well as we move along. Um, and all our bets for tonight as well coming up in the power hour, the final hour of the show. But uh, on the subject of Damar Hamlin, Ken, the comeback player of the year markets have reopened, and I have the BetMGM market up here in front of me. And Damar Hamlin has been bet out to a bigger favorite than he was last week, still not like... The dizzying favorite that he was at points earlier this season in the offseason, but a bigger favorite than he was seven days ago. Hamlin now minus 200, Twin Comeback Player of the Year at BetMGM. Tua Tunga-Vailoa's price behind him is now dropped. He's plus 400. Josh Dobbs' price shortened. He's plus 475. And then draw a line. We go to Lamar Jackson, 18. Baker Mayfield, 25, along with Brees Hall and Aaron Rodgers. And I, I'm still on team... Like Aaron Rodgers plays, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to win the award. I could be wrong about that, my opinion. I also kind of like don't know why Russell Wilson isn't listed in this market here. That Maybe that's just me. He's just uh, not Kyler-
0: at MGM. He's just okay, not up there but- yet. He's not at uh, a couple other places. He's only at a couple of domestics he's listed right now.
1: Uh, I I kind of feel like he should be listed anywhere. That's my opinion. Uh, Kyler Murray, 1-0 as Cardinal starting quarterback since he returned. 100-1 to to win comeback player of the year. Now, look, we'll do a thorough unpacking of this market. And every award market coming up on Thursday, we also need to talk about when we want to do the playoffs in this week, which is like I sure. can't wait to bring that back to the show. That that's a hashtag off air conversation. Not though. sure. But, not sure
0: when we're gonna have to find yeah, a to shove either. it into a, an hour somewhere. I don't really know. I, I guess. I guess tomorrow. I guess that's the right answer. But we'll have to yeah, figure we'll out. We'll figure how. it out. You yeah, know what I this think is? it's gotta be tomorrow. I'll... I think it ain't Thursday.
1: Do you know what it is? It's a great problem. It's a great problem to have. Oh like, yeah. Like more more great content. Uh and I mean that sincerely, because I feel like I say that stuff sarcastically sometimes. It actually is really great content. Uh we'll do a thorough unpacking on Thursday, but Ken give us an appetizer right now. Comeback player of the year where Hamlin sits at minus two hundred after playing defense last night for the Bills.
0: Yeah, it was it was just I uh I tweeted and that was my first mistake. But I was just, it was, it was just funny to me. I just, I, it was a natural reaction that, uh, that like they lose and, uh, and he makes a tackle and he goes like minus 120 to minus 200. It's just like, I mean, this would be like, oh, like Josh Allen threw a pick. What happened? Uh, actually, he's more likely to win MVP. Like he threw another one. Actually, now he's the favorite. Um, it was just, it was just kind of funny. Like they lose the game. They're not going to make the playoffs. Be Like, well, what happened? Well, now he's definitely winning. Um, and it's obviously because he, because he played on defense. I guess the thing that I just think is really, I actually just think it's funny is, is he, is he more likely to win? Cause of last night. So like, if you're in the camp and you're, by the way, if you're in this camp, you're a loud camp and I, I hear you and I I'm, I'm good. Like I get, I get what you're saying. There's there's team it's already over there's team. He, he played on special teams. He exists. Therefore he wins. He thinks therefore he is, this is like a, a derivative of that. So like, I, I get it. I get the argument. Then then pipe down because last night wasn't about that. Then you then you should already be you should be betting every day until the end of time that he wins because it's done and he should be minus a million and he's not. So you should bet. And like, that's not what this is. But like, I guess my thing is, if you put the voters into two buckets and I promise this is not an argument to go like fire in this market right now. I def, I actually would not bet the market right now. But if you that you if you put the voters into two buckets, uh, the voters that are it's like it's Hamlin and you're never going to change my mind no matter what. And I'm sure there are some voters that fall into that. We don't know how many, but there's definitely going to be some. It might be all, but it's at least some. And then you have the other bucket, which is, okay, it can be Hamlin, but I'm like open-minded. Like it can be Hamlin, but let's see what other, th- what other things happen. Let's see if he plays. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see if there's a compelling narrative that captures my attention. And I guess my thing is like, if you were on the fence, you're like, well, now we made the tackle. That does it. Like nobody's thinking that nobody thinks that way. So like the idea that last night was like this seminal moment in the, in the comeback player of the year. Like, it's just unreasonable because I think the people that were going to vote for Hamill and are like staunchly advocating for him among the voting block. I, they were already going to vote for him anyway. Their mind, nothing changed for them last night, obviously. And then the people that were like, let's call them open minded would be the right way to put it, probably, like willing to consider other candidates, haven't made up their mind yet. But like, if no one emerges, they'll just vote Hamlin because it's the best story. And I think, like for those guys, it's like, this is like, oh, made a tackle. Well, now I'm not paying attention anymore. Like, I, that did it for me. Like, that's just, that's an unreasonable way to think about what happened last night. I think the more interesting thing is, the Bills had a rash of injuries last night, which caused Hamlin to be in the game in the first place. Like, he only gets in because nine guys get hurt. And, th- like, are those guys back next week? Is he going to start playing every single week? Like, then it's like, all right, you tell me he plays every game the rest of the year? Now we're, like, accumulating stats. Now there's, like, real contributions. Now this thing, like, really might be, oh, we don't know the answer to that. we got to get, you know, uh, injury reports this week. So just that that's interesting. Is he going to keep playing? And then the other part of this is like the reason I think one of the reasons why it seems like such a lock to some people, some people it's like, we're just, there's, they're set it's him and they could be right. And I think for the rest of the voters or for the rest of us that are just kind of like thinking about this, yeah, it can be him. And part of the reason it can be him is that there isn't like a singular person narrative player that's come along yet. That's actually that interesting to people. And so you saw this in the mid season, like people, it was almost blasé. It was like. Yeah, Hamlin, it's bigger than football. Anyway, MVP, let's talk about that. You know, it's because there wasn't anything interesting to talk about. There wasn't another candidate to talk about that was that fun. So this is like, it's just, it's easy. It's the best story. So like, let's vote for that. Eight weeks from now, is that going to be true? I don't know. Like, we have, a, we have a lot of half-baked candidates right now. We have a lot of candidates that are like mildly interesting, but gotta be way different than what we are right now in order for this market to be interesting to bet into. And I don't know if eight weeks from now, we're going to these, any of these half-baked candidates are going to become real candidates. Kyler wins every start. Rogers comes back. Mayfield goes on a tear. They win the division. Chase Young gets eight sacks. You know, um, there's five more. Russell Wilson keeps winning. The Broncos make the playoffs, you know, like stuff like that. None of those things have happened yet none of those things to be perfectly honest are close to happening they all need 10 more uh everyone talks themselves into josh dobbs because we need to give him something at the end of the year we all love him too much and he's got to get some trophy and this is it so we're going to make up the rules and he gets it which by the way like can really happen so just but again like if you try to cover all those outcomes you, we are, you're stretched in so many directions financially. Like, did you even make good bets? Of course not. You can't bet 17 players to win in this market. You can't bet everybody. Like, I tried to narrow it down, and I missed. And now it's like I, it's got to get narrowed down even more for us to like think that we can even find a candidate that that uh, you know can have something that's make going to make voters say, okay, like Hamlin, that's a great story, but like, man, this, like, this is kind of like this guy played, and this was like an impactful player this year. Hasn't happened yet. I'll be curious if it happens, but I I didn't. Like, if if he was always going to win, then last night didn't matter. And if it was like, well, that changed everything, that's just, like, an unreasonable way to think about what last night was. Like, that, like, everyone who was on the fence is now done because he made a tackle. Like, I just, can we all be adults a little bit about this and, like, just think about it a little bit? Like, that's not what that was. It was just, like, a really fun, cool moment that he got on the field and did that. But I don't think, like the voters are swayed because he played defensive snaps. Like, if you were voting for him, you were voting for him. Didn't matter whether he played last night, and this was just, like, a cool thing that happened.
1: You better you better here with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday. I will say, like, the one thing that I disagree with you on is the last thing that you said, but I also will agree with your overall sentiment where you said, okay, like, maybe voters won't be interested in voting for him just because he played a couple snaps on defense. Um, I think that if last night had been, like, week 18... And it's the last thing that we see and Hamlin gets in and he has the moments and Buck singles him out and the crowd's going nuts in the background. I think that like the recency bias there might be enough to like push this over the finish line for people that might've been otherwise on the fence.
0: I think right. the timing but that's not what I'm like, saying.
1: That, but like the timing hurts this. I'm saying right. it happened at this point, And that's exactly I, I the agree. second part That's of the whole argument. Is that the, tim- <laughs> right? is that like, the timing a, yes, destroys it. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. I do think that people would be swayed by this if it were the end and like oh, maybe yeah. maybe maybe he gets there if like if like Hyde misses more time or Poirier gets hurt or something. But like like there's still half the season still has to get played. Like yeah. the moment happened already. Like there are no more moments now. Like that was it.
0: Right. The moment happened. Yeah. Right. So I just again like yeah, yeah I was not I w I wasn't I wasn't gonna play it out like, well, if it happens week sixteen or week seventeen, or we get like like this thing that actually happened. I don't, I don't think resonates as much as, as maybe some people do. And that's, and I'm not even saying like he won't win or that he shouldn't have gotten bet or I, gu- I guess, or something like, if you like him, you like him to win. And I'm going to like other guys maybe, um, and we'll kind of see how it goes. I just, yeah, like I, I, the idea that eight weeks from now, it can't be different. I I'm, I'm still open-minded to that. And people are like, oh, like going down with the ship, You're like, I haven't bet into this market in like five weeks, basically. Like I bet all these guys. They missed. I think I made really good bets on potential winners. None of them materialized. And now I'm just like, let's watch and like, let's see what happens. The midseason content was incredibly unhelpful because it was basically written like in week one and they had just played the Bengals and it was the anniversary and all this stuff. And it was just like not ever going to be that and you and despite that you still got a tinge of like some voters being like hey like not really playing so maybe i'm going to go in a different direction you got a little bit of that if he just let's i mean you play it out both ways look if he starts playing a lot then then i'm gonna like move on to something else probably and that doesn't even mean he's gonna win just i don't it may not be worth my time anymore uh but if it's just if it goes back to inactive again and like and we're doing that dance again every single week and we get to the end recency bias is really strong with the awards. Like I'm going to at least, this isn't like I'm in jam and money right now. I would never do that, but I'm going to be open-minded that later in the season, there's still going to be an opportunity because there might be one. And I think you should always be open-minded to the idea that like whatever set right now doesn't have to be what it is at the end.
1: Um, I'm looking at the market right now. Uh, Matthew Stafford going to be back this week for the Rams. As Sean McVay said yesterday, also like the market moved toward the Rams. The Rams are now a small like home favorite against Seattle. Like uh, it's not, it's not a Stafford thing. It's a cup thing. Cubs back to, like, 66. I I might bet some Cooper Cup. Just, like, if he goes new. Again, like, coming up in the a half-baked season. candidate,
0: right? Like, yeah, you, need, totally. you need one of these guys to pop, and, like, none yeah. of them have done it yet, to be fair. So, like, that's why Hamlin can be this, and we can talk about it that way. And it's, maybe none of the candidates ever come to fruition.
1: It's very, very interesting. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side will be simulcast by our friends at Stadium, and we'll start... The stadium, a couple hours off. A conversation with our pal Mike Yam, the host of Total Access on the NFL Network.